Due to copywriting reasons, the Real Talk podcast cannot use the Match of the Day theme tune. For that reason, unfortunately, we will be making our own theme tune. Yeah, enjoy, bruv. This will be better than Match of the Day anyway. Man really needs to get some sponsors out here, you know. How's man supposed to do a podcast without a flipping sponsor, bro? What? What is going on, people? Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with myself, MP. And first of all, apologies for the massive, massive delay in this one. Like, wow, man, it's been it's been a hot sec since I made an episode. Um, family weddings, man. You get that, bro. You just get caught up in family weddings, and it's just that. Right off. Yeah, but you didn't even do anything at your sister's wedding. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just been back-to-back weddings and, like, you know, wedding season is truly upon us, bruv. You know that COVID has finished for the m- most part. Yeah. And I feel like everyone's just like, all right, cool, man, let's get married now. You know what I mean? Let's, let's, <laughs> let's call everyone. You know, we can do that now, bruv. It's mad. I'm seeing weddings on, like, a Tuesday. Wed- I've seen them every single day of the week, bruv. It's like... Like, you know, my sister had her nikah on a Thursday mm. and then like the Ulimo was on a Thursday, the wedding was on a Friday. Mad, it's just like, available. Yeah, man. Yeah. Money in the bank cash it. Yeah, man, these, these venues are making our monies. But that's not what we're here to talk about. As you can tell, I've got my boy Yazzie with me and uh, we're here to talk about football, bruv. Yay. The beautiful game, the beautiful game. Now, I mean, the, uh, the sport of the world. Don't know how else to sort of hype it up, bruv. Joga Bonito. Joga <laughs> You remember that advert, bro? Yeah, that was yeah. sick. Captain, those adverts were too good. Not gonna lie, yeah. Nike football adverts have too always good. been sick. Yeah. But I feel like in recent years, Adidas have stepped up, bro. They got messy, haven't they? And you know what? Pepsi as well, man. I feel like yeah, Pepsi's yeah. done some sick yeah. adverts. Little viral things me- like that. They got messy too, as well, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Messi just been signed everywhere. <laughs> if you see what I've done there. <laughs> PSG, no. Okay then. Right, moving on anyway. <laughs> Welcome to episode 32, people. Obviously, we are talking about football. It's all football related. We're going to be talking about the Prem, the Euros, the transfers, best 11 of all time, racism in football, bro. We got a stacked, stacked lineup. Now, um, unfortunately, we were supposed to have a three man band out here, but um, one of our brothers took the second jab and um, is. Unfortunately, not well. That's COVID jab, not steroids or anything. Just, just point out. Yeah, the other geezer who takes steroids is no longer with us um, in this country. Yeah, RIP, uh, man. <laughs> RIP. Nah, he's got new friends in that, man. <laughs> nah, joke things, joke things. But right, let's do this. Let's do this. First question, man. First question. Obviously, I put out the polls. I put out the... You know what? It was nice, though, innit? Because, like, it's been a hot sex since I've done a pod episode where I've put out the questions, I've put out the polls, and um, I started off with a big one, bro. Mm, yeah, you went straight. The, the, the biggest debate, I feel, in football history, even. I would go as far to say, man. It's uh, torn yeah. people, it's, it's, you know, ended friendships, made friendships, yeah. relationships. You know, one one brother idolises him, that yeah. I know personally. Yeah, I say him, meaning Ronaldo. Yeah. But um, obviously the question, Ronaldo versus Messi, man, the big debate. Um, now according, according to my poll, uh, Ronaldo got 60% of the votes as the best player ever. And Messi was a 40%. But can we say that's justified? Yes, 100%. 100%. Do you care to elaborate on this? Okay, 100%. so my view is, so I used to hate Ronaldo. 
for obvious reasons. He was a United player. He was a United player. And right. he had a real stinking attitude, I thought, back then. If you were a United, player, United fan, you wouldn't really understand it. I, I, I think I do. It's like Suarez for Liverpool. Oh, I hate him. Yeah. With a passion. It's just, we loved him, but any opposition player hated him. And Ronaldo, Ronaldo would say, after his stupid little wink at your side, <laughs> Sorry, anyway. Um, he actually turned out to be a good guy after he left United. Um, <laughs> Just after, <you> <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, I think he did some of his best bits with Real Madrid. However, I think Messi's cancelled out. One of my arguments was that in that he's done it for his country with Copa America very recently. Yeah, and Ronaldo did uh, Euros and Nations League. Did he get? Uh, yeah. Did he get Nations yeah, yeah. League? So you know, Nations League is like shit. I think, but yeah. Euros and Copa cancelled her out personally. But purely for the reason Ronaldo's done it in three different uh, leagues. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the individual stats, but they are crazy, yeah, right? For both. For both of them, both. yeah. It's ridiculous. So I can't even fathom that part of it. I just think Messi had Xavi and Iniesta feeding him quite a lot. Ronaldo, okay, you can make an argument for Modric at one point, but United, I think he carried them a bit. Not carried them, maybe their best player. But I think at one point, United's squad, when Ronaldo was there, it was the deadliest strike force oh, Tevez, Rooney like, and Ronaldo Tevez, Rooney and Ronaldo and then you had people like Giggs Skulls in yeah. support do you know what I mean it was yeah. just it was ridiculous he had a great team there um, Juve okay it's, it's not been competitive but they did fluff it up last year but he's done it in that league yep. he's done it in Serie A for sorry not uh, Serie A he's done Serie A he's done La Liga and he's done Premier League Prem yeah now Messi's obviously going to and I know you're going to talk about it later he's only gone to PSG PSG is not very sorry League 1 is not very competitive for me call it the Farmers League yeah it's just like <laughs> it's like PSG and everyone else yeah in their own league basically yeah. but I find that um, a lot of money has been pumped into a team which doesn't really have competition Similarly to how Man City is at the minute, you know, like Man City have got a shit ton of money, they're building this squad, which is ridiculous amount of money is being pumped in. And I'm not saying that the Premier League is easy by any means, but it almost takes away that competitive nature in it. I don't think so, because um, there's so many good teams. I think there's four or five teams that are going that can challenge this year. Not gonna lie, last year, I mean, the season last year was quite crazy, man. Um, I think the top four changed mm. between, you know, throughout the season, like ridiculous. I think it broke records. Yeah. The amount of different teams, I think it was all in all 13 different teams that were in the top four, something like that. Yeah, and I think there was about <coughs> 10 teams that were first at one point. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. It's mad. But moving back to um, this Ronaldo Messi debate, um, fully agree with you. I think, obviously, me being a United fan, I feel at one point I was very biased towards Ronaldo and I think you know as your footballing brain matures and it you start to appreciate and understand yeah, yeah. what you know what football is all about really and particularly with someone like Messi is watching magic in it yeah. I'm not taking anything away bro just like and, and his playing style he is so casual it's because he doesn't do nothing yeah like you'll notice for the majority of the game he just floats yeah. And then as soon as he gets that ball, it's flick of the switch and he's just reserved all of this energy. And it's nuts, man. But the thing that winds me up, not winds me up, is, but it's like, everyone's like, oh, it's clearly Ronaldo or it's clearly Messi. It's not clearly, it's a very tough question. 
but I would say um, it's Ronaldo by I think 60-40 like, like the viewers have called it 60-40 listeners sorry okay I mean every time I've watched Ronaldo particularly in recent years it seems like every other game he's breaking records yeah that's true goals assists appearances you know anything I'm talking on an international level and a club level um, he's constantly breaking records, bro. It's mad. It's mad. What's the Ballon d'Or count? Uh, um, equal? I don't know if you're off the top of my head, but I think so. Let's have a quick, quick little Google. Quick little Google. Right, sorry guys, we're just giving this uh, Google. Right. Okay, tell you what, Yazin, you you do that. Give, I'll give do that, that Google. Go. Give that Google. Um, <coughs> going back to what you were saying about Ronaldo being at um, United, I can fully understand as a Liverpool player you would hate him, but I have to disagree with you in the sense that I think up to some extent he was quite arrogant. I used to very much simultaneously love and hate the way he played and I feel it came down to a point where we were very heavily relying on him to you know be that guy do you get mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say and when he fluffed it you would get very frustrated at him but I think he carried himself very well in proving his doubters his haters everything I mean look at the amount of stick that he got after that incident as you mentioned you know the wink <laughs> prick man <laughs> such a prick yeah that's his boy man that was his boy Come that's his boy and I think that was the peak of their um, or coming to the peak of their relationship yeah oh, but saying that they went back to club and you got you got to say right I think the deciding factor between whether or not that was going to make him break him and make or break that relationship was the manager who was behind both of them yeah obviously Fergie oh yeah you know he, he, he would have told her look whatever happened happened get on with it yeah yeah definitely so um, let's talk about this Messi PSG mm. <laughs> Signed on a free, no less. It all came about so suddenly. I just remember um, opening up Instagram and the lights off and the socials, and it was going mad. You know, <coughs> never, never saw it coming at you know, all. You know Ronaldo because he went from United to Real. You thought that he'd go back to United or something. <coughs> yeah, but. Um, I just thought Messi, he grew up in La Masia, came up, done everything. I thought he was going to die there. But, but um, yeah. And then I thought, when Boston announced it, I was like, oh yeah, this is just a publicity stunt. La Liga, you know, being dicks. This is something just to get them back down. Then he did that, like, leaving conference. And I was like, oh shit, this is actually happening. This is legit, yeah. And then two days later, it was at PSG. Do you feel like um, money is ruining the game in that respect? In the sense that Barca couldn't afford to keep him on, but PSG snapped him up and said, here you go. Well, it comes down to this financial fair question, <coughs> right? So, if you look at the madness PSG have done, they bought Gini Wijnaldum, Wijnald, they yep. bought Ashraf, Hakimi, yep. they've got Donnarumma, they've got uh, another free agent, and they've got Messi. Yep, all in, one transfer. And they've paid 50 million. Yep. But the wages where Messi's on, 35 million it's ridiculous. a year net. It's ridiculous, bro. So you do that maths because you're quite good at maths. Yeah. That's a lot of money, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 
like, um, but basically they're so smart because they'll make that in shirt sales. I think um, Ibi was actually telling me this the other day. What was uh, Messi's price tag? How much did they pay for him? Or how, how much are they paying him? 35 a year. 35 a year. And how many years did he sign on for? Two with the option of the third. <clears throat> so that's essentially what, 70 mil over two years? Yeah. I think within 48 hours, they have made, I think what Ibi was telling me, 27 million in share sales. Done. First season done. <laughs> First season, just about, bruv. Yeah. That's in 24, 48 hours. Yeah, as soon as they get a bit of gate money, that's it. Because that is ridiculous. Mental. Like, it, it's mad. It, it's actually mad. Um, but saying that, I think both both players have had solid teams behind them um, at stages of their career. And I think where Ronaldo really shines is like he said, he's not had that consistently. You know, I feel like Barcelona have very much have had a great squad mm. uh, for the most part of yeah. Messi's career there. Um, managers make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I feel Ronaldo's had some great managers behind him. Who's he had? He had Fergie. He's had Fergie. He had... Um, Real Madrid, he had loads. <clears throat> Real Madrid, he had a fair few. Um, obviously, uh, Barca had Pep and Pep squad that he had at the time was insane. Which um, there was one point where like the Spain squad was like basically the Barcelona squad. Yeah, that's when they won <laughs> the Euros and the World Cup yeah. back to back to back. If I'm not mistaken, um, was they it, did was Euros, just... World Cup, Euros. Yeah, yeah. three three in a row. Flipping insane, man! That's ridiculous. That's mad. That's mad. Um, which brings me on to my next point. My next topic: greatest manager of all time. Oh, of all time is easy. Of all time, yeah, de- definitely. Fergie, man, without Again, a shadow, say it, but, shadow yeah. of a doubt, bro. I mean, the success levels, consistency, year after year after year. I mean, one can argue that he, majority of his success came with just one team. But look at the amount of players that came and went and how many times he built that team from ground up. Yeah. To do it repeatedly, I mean, the formula works. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The formula definitely works, but I think... The difference between Fergie and most managers nowadays is the level of respect that he commands in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't see it. No. I just don't see it. To be honest, I'm not being biased, but only Pep and Klopp um, get that respect these days. The rest of them, and maybe Simeone. <coughs> um, yeah. The rest of them, it's like, like Jose, remember how good he used to be? Mourinho. Yeah. 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 And now he's got sacked from Chelsea United, Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> this Bro, man. you know it's bad when Tottenham are sacking you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you see, I think the, the problem with uh, Mourinho, I almost feel like he became a media puppet, a media clown, if you will. Yeah. He was always playing up to the cameras, you know, he was always playing up to the reporters and the likes of. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys, if you can hear fireworks going off. It's not me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know where, bruv, on a random 14th of August. Oh, it's about standing in the Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, but I live in Newport, so I'm not. There are some. There are some. Oh, apparently, there are. Happy no, Independence Day to all the Pakistani. Big up, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was saying that. I think Mourinho very much became um, too media, sort of like involved in that yeah. aspect. He was trying to be an entertainer rather than a manager. People started to take him as a joke. Well, I think he lost it. 
Because um, when he special one. No, when he lost it, that's when he was more gassed than that. Yeah. Um, but when he went on that tangent about I've won three titles and everyone combined in the Premier League has won less than me, so show some respect. That's when I thought he'd lost it. Respect, 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 <laughs> respect, <laughs> respect. <laughs> Uh, three, no, three. No, yeah. no. <laughs> okay, cool, bro. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you there, man. Um, and I also agree with the fact that you, you know, you mentioned uh, Pep, Klopp, and Fergie. Um, did you mention another one? Maybe Simeone. Maybe Simeone. I think you gotta have a certain, I don't know, aura. Yeah. You gotta have a certain way that you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. Um. I think a tad bit of arrogance, but more so mixed with just understanding what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think players will appreciate that you're not making decisions just for the sake of being controversial. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at the way that Pep manages, his squad rotation is flipping mad. Yeah, but he's got like three teams to play. <laughs> you, but do you get what I'm trying to say? He's got three teams to play, but it's like collectively, all of these players understand that. Mm-hmm. There is no animosity between them. There is no sort of like, oh, you didn't pick me, so next time I'll go and I ain't performing. Oh, yeah. You yeah. get what I'm trying to say? They still put in 110. Well, he actually said, didn't he, at the start of this season, he was like, if you ain't willing to wait your turn, then you can do one. Yeah. Like, I think Bernardo Silva um, <coughs> thinks something happened there. Yeah. But I think he can't afford to say that, though, innit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine someone at Brentford yeah. turn around going, yeah, fuck off then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it don't make sense, bro. <laughs> um, someone put down Ranieri. <laughs> Biggest shock in football history with Leicester winning the Prem. Greatest manager of all time, mate. You, not, not you, just for that. <laughs> you are reaching beyond <laughs> belief here, cuz it's like, oh my days. That was a Leicester fan. Yeah, getting an. an to fight Godzilla, bro. That's basically <laughs> the magnitude level. Tinker man, nah, he did great, but yeah, not not to be in the gold category. No nah, chance. no chance, man. No chance. I think for for what it's worth, that season was just mad. You know, us guys living in Leicester, right? If you recall, when we, well, I say we, when Leicester won the league, how mad was the city? It was nuts, bro. It was mental. And I think people were coming from out of the city to come and see what like the scenes were, and it was mad. Carnage, man. It was mad. So I think they won based on Man City losing. No, Tottenham losing. Um, so that night, it was just mental. Oh, town bro. and everything. And, Go yeah. down King Power Stadium. Yeah, it was mad. I feel sorry for anyone who doesn't watch football, didn't know anything about it, and they just happened to turn on that road thinking, oh yeah, I'll just take a shortcut down here to get home. Nope. <laughs> bruv, you're written off for eight to 10 hours. Mm. Please, you were stuck there, bruv. Just call it a night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Park up the car, walk home, come yeah, collect yeah. it later, bruv. It was mad. But um, that atmosphere was sick. It was sick. But greatest manager of all time, mate, you're having a laugh, bruv. Um, greatest manager currently. I think collectively, the majority of the answers I've got, and I've only picked out a few here because I don't really want to go through a huge list of reasons, but the majority have, have had said Pep. Pepe. And I fully agree with this because I think he's a great manager. Um, I think he's just got this look about him. He's got this sort of aura essence that he carries himself in a certain way and when you see him, you see a manager. You don't see someone who's playing manager. Like, does that make sense? Mm. Um, how much he's achieved at every club that he's been at. You know, he's. I think you mentioned this. Three teams, three leagues. Um, 
No Champions League. Did he not win it with Barca? I think he did. Yeah. But I think he'd been currently with uh, City. He did win it with Bayern Munich. Yeah. Um, but I think it's coming. Is that, uh, wait, is that the pinnacle? Is that what we judge him? On Champions League? No chance, bro. No chance. The thing is, you've got to look at the characteristics of a manager. What they've achieved, where they've achieved it, the teams that they've had. Mm. Now, I had a very long, heated debate with Ibi in the car one time, where he tried to tell me that Pep is not classed as a great manager. He's a good manager, but he's not great. Okay. And his argument to that, and honestly speaking, I genuinely wish he was here so I could have this debate with him in person. And I'm sure you would have been very happy to join in here. <laughs> and do correct me if I'm wrong, in you know, if you feel like I'm wrong anyway. But his debate was essentially that Pep's always gone into a team where there have been great players. So he's not had to put in that graft. He's not had to put in that, you know, that work to build the team from ground up, which essentially in Ibi's eyes makes a great manager the difference. Right? Mm-hmm. For me, right, for me personally, okay, if you are constantly being recruited to manage great players, is because whoever wants you there knows that you're capable of winning something. Yeah. Knows that you have got that mentality, that winning mentality. You know, you you play to the team's strengths. You know what you're doing tactically and what have you. It's essentially looking at it like a normal job role, right? Mm-hmm. Argument's sake, if company X you are currently hired by, but company Y wants to take you, they're going to look at all the other candidates and go, no, I want my guy who's at company X because mm. clearly he's making them a lot of money. Do you get what yeah. I'm trying to say? Yeah, I know what you can do. Yeah. Mm. Now, feel free to disagree with that, but my standpoint is, yeah, Pep currently is, I'm not going to say by far, mm-hmm. but he, in my eyes anyway, he's probably the current best manager in the world. Mm. So, um, agree with him in the sense that uh, Barcelona and Bayern, because Barcelona had Xavi, Iniesta, Busquets, uh, Messi. I think he bought David Villa. He had Puyol, Pique already. He had Jordi Alba already. They didn't really add much to it. But, like you said, um, you know, PSG have had a great squad for a few years, but the managers can't do shit with them apart from win League One. <laughs> no yeah? Champions League, bro. So if you would have put Pep in that team, I'm sure, okay, you know, we'll never know, but I'm yeah. sure he would have done, he would have won the Champions League by now. So, however, Man City weren't that great when he took over. I agree. He has built an amazing squad. And what I really like about them, and I don't know if it's him or his, you know, backroom team, company was aging yeah. got rid of him <coughs> they've got Ruben Diaz now who looks really good yeah. and Laporte De Bruyne is just class but just mate. a prick but he's so good <laughs> I mean, no, I've got nothing against De Bruyne he's just so good but he just does so good and I just you hate him because he's that good yeah man yeah. prick um, Sterling he wasn't the finished article when we got 50 million for him I was like ah you dickhead see I still, I still don't like Sterling as a player I don't, I don't know. I think he's peaked or, and done already, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know, man. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to Aguero, that. Aguero. Yeah. He bought. I don't know if he bought him in, but he made him a great player. Yeah. Um, but then he's taken him out, and hopefully, you know, not hopefully. I think Harry Kane might be coming in. I guess the point is, he's made them the team that have won five, four, five Carabao Cups, and I know you say Carabao Cup is great, but it's, it's still, a, to me, listen, bro. A title is a title. To a, win a, four a cup's a cup. 
four, whatever it's four or five of them back to back. Yeah. That is something. Yeah. yeah 100%, to win, man. what is it, three or four Premier Leagues is one. Yeah. Either or. To do that with the team that he had was amazing. However, now I've got to put my boy Klopp in there, yeah? <laughs> of course. So the thing with Klopp that I like about him is that he's always had a um, small budget. Yeah. So if you look at, Dor I don't know his ins and outs of Dortmund, yeah. uh, but all I know is Lewandowski, Goetzer, R R R Royce, yeah. Hummels, those are the four players I can think of. They weren't really much, but they became great yeah. under him. Then they went on to Bayern Munich or whatever. Liverpool, Mane, Salah, uh, Jordan Henderson, uh, <laughs> Bobby Firmino, uh, all these players that were not nothing, nothing <coughs> great. Yeah, very average. Like above, slightly above yeah, average, but not. Like when we bought um, Salah for thirty-five million, I was like, we bought a Chelsea reject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people saw it that way. But then I just think his man management has made these players become so great. Yeah. Uh, I think the only two world-class players he's bought is Alisson and Van Dijk. Yeah. That already world-class. So I think in terms of a player that, sorry, a manager that has not, has minimal resources. And for what he's done, so with Dortmund, they won the Champions. No, I don't think they won the Champions no. League. But they won Bundesliga twice. For Liverpool, he's won the Champions League and he's won the Premier League. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> Um, so based on limited, so if you took the money that Pep had yeah. and the management style that Klopp had, yeah, I think the world would be fucking over. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I think that I fully get where you're coming from, but don't you think that a lot of the qualities that Klopp has, Pep already holds? You know, you're talking about the man management, you're talking about the building of the team and the squad yeah. and whatever. I feel like Pep's already got that. Yeah, you can only work with what you're given. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Hmm. I feel like if if the roles were reversed and Pep was given very slightly above average as opposed to great players to work with, I think he would still be able to achieve the same amount of success. Do you think Pep could do what do the same thing Klopp's done at Liverpool and Dortmund? Yes, I potentially do think so. Yeah, I think he has got that. It's like I said, he's a manager's manager. Like you know. There's a certain level of qualities that you have to have to be great, and I think Pep carries all of that, ticks all the boxes. Okay, so just for debate's sake, through his Barcelona, Bayern, okay, maybe it's not Barcelona, Bayern, but City, who has he bought that you thought was average, but you can clearly tell his man management has made that person world class? Um, yeah. Only one I can say is Sterling. But even then, that is he world class? I don't but know. But you see, it, right? Okay, so here's the problem with Sterling, right? As as more I've seen him play, mm. particularly in recent years since joining City, mm. I feel very much so that he's quite a selfish player. Yeah, he's always he wants to be the star. You know, to, to, to take the words, he wants to be the star too often. Mm -hmm. And you know, I feel like to some extent it was very noticeable at the Euros just gone. Mm -hmm. You know, his style of play, 90% of the time he was looking to wriggle his way through, use his pace to his advantage, which in all fairness, a lot of players would do. But I feel like a lot of the time when the pass was on, when there was yeah. other moves to be made, he was trying to take the glory. Like he's got a killer shot now. But it's, and for me, that's the sort of difference between a great player and, 
You know what I mean? I feel like the frustrations that used to come with Ronaldo was exactly that. He was trying to do everything on his own until it got drilled into him that you've got 10 other players on the field yeah. to play with. But he couldn't do it on his own. But yeah, <laughs> mate, that, that's he a, can do that's it. A different, that's a different story for a different day, do you know what I mean? But in, in essence, it's knowing when to pick the pass, knowing when to do what you're going to do. And I feel that's the difference between Sterling and, you know, Ronaldo and Sterling are two different complete leagues. But that style of play, do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm. You have to be a certain quality of player to be able to do it. So any other players, uh, Beside, oh, flipping off. You know what? In all honesty, I can't think off the top of my head. Mm. I'll be completely honest with you. I can't think off the top of my head who not, he's. Not, yeah, not to say that's the determining factor to say Klopp's better because you know there's there's more to it. But yeah. I think that's a really strong argument for him. Yeah. But then results talk as well. But then you go look at the money, and then I don't know, man. I think it's definitely them two. Who is uh, first and second? I would probably <laughs> lean towards Pep right now. Yeah. I think that's purely down to what he's won, yeah, and the rest of it. But again, I feel I feel like you're talking about Pep and Klopp the same way you would discuss Ronaldo and Messi. I'd say Pep and Klopp are 55, 45. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my my point being is that if you're if we're looking at stats, if we're looking at the historical sort of yeah. you know, what have you, their achievements, their individual team achievements, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, from a managerial perspective, if we're taking all of that into account, then for me, for honours, it's Pep. Yeah, yeah definitely. Man. Playing style, <sighs> shit, I don't know. Man, Pep, Pep plays beautiful football, though. Yeah, it is. Klopp is just, I mean, yeah. rock star football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, there's the ball, put it in the net. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. Just keep it simple, bro. Keep it yeah. simple. I don't know. Yeah. But who's number three then? Whoa. Three. So <coughs> don't say it. <laughs> oh, don't say what, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie at the wheel. Ollie at the wheel, man. He's been on and off that wheel flipping more times <laughs> than I've changed my underwear, bro. <laughs> but um, look, man. I think that okay. So let's discuss Ollie very, very quickly because I feel like this needs to be discussed. Um, as a United fan myself, frustration levels have been through the roof in so many seasons. You know, we were so used to winning so consistently, so often, give or take a season here or there or whatever. And it all went to shit when Fergie left. The one thing yeah. no one's really said a lot about, Fergie left an ageing team. Yes, he did. He left He left a team that was, majority of the players were running towards the end of their careers. Um, and it was a tough job. I feel like for anyone who was to pick it up, but for example, if Pep was to pick up that team, yeah, you know, he would, he would have had to build it from ground up. And I feel like over the years, it's been a gradual sort of thing happening here, where managers have come and gone, but they've bought in a player, got rid of a player, bought in a player, got rid of a player, and now we're at a point. If you look at United squad as of today, mm. right? We're talking second day of the season. United have had their opening game against Leeds, one five one. Pogba got four assists. Bruno got three. He scored a hat trick on opening day. Fred, of all people, got one. Mm. You know, um, I think it was Lindelof who got the assist. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the, the squad that we currently have, it's getting to that point again where I feel like we're almost going to be competing. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Well, is he the manager too? And I feel like he is. I feel like he is. We've given him a fair few. I think what? How, how long has he been there now? Um, two, two and a half seasons. Yeah. yeah. 
This is his third season, just about to start. And I feel like in two and a half seasons, he's shown qualities where we're playing better football, we're playing more positive football in a sense mm. where we're scoring more goals. We learn how to deal with our losses and adapt and sort of change our playing style accordingly. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I feel like any time, I mean, look at our away record last season. We were one down consistently. We were oh, conceding yeah. and then coming back to win three, four, one. It was, it was mad, and that's where the majority of our points were gained last season. Like, I get so happy when United go down. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yeah, it's the same as, losing. Yeah, same as us watching <laughs> in the lights off, man. But it, it is, and you know what? I'm not saying that Oli is third place by any means. I feel there's a very long, you know, mountain for him to climb. But if he's anything to go by in the sense of, I mean, you got to remember he played under Fergie. Mm. All in all, he's United at heart. He's he's been in that squad before. He's he was there for the golden years. Mm. You know, he knows what it takes to win. And I feel like there's glimpses of that in his football, in his managing style. And I can see, you know, a young Fergie in him where players are sort of taking that message and they're kind of taking that. You know, they're taking it away from him and they're doing what he wants him to do you know you know the other thing is Fergie didn't hit it off straight away exactly exactly so that's the that's the worrisome thing for me so uh, I don't know this season is a little break for him though he has to do something this season yeah I think an FA Cup you know will, will do it I think maybe maybe two two cups they've somewhere. got a challenge uh, for the league yeah, yeah. even if they don't yeah. win it if they're up there like when Liverpool finish second season we'll no, we it. finished second last season yeah, but you're like way off, innit? Champions League, FA Cup, Prem, mate. But, um, if that happens. To uh, just to conclude, I, think, I don't think I'd have Ole over Pep. <laughs> Why who said that? I don't know. It's just some, thing, <laughs> some things I heard. <laughs> oh no! Seriously, did someone tell you that? If I speak, I'm in trouble. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> respect, I respect. <laughs> respect, respect. <laughs> um, someone put Nuno. Um, 
he uh, got that personality. Such a prick then, man, when he beat Liverpool um, in the Champions League before COVID. <laughs> yeah. Such a knob, man. But yeah, it's always passion. And I was just like, he reminded me of Jose. Actually. Yeah, yeah. In his Porto slash Chelsea days. Yeah, when he was very running onto the pitch and all that. And yeah. the man. Yeah. Um, and I think also he's a good man manager. I mean, if you can manage Suarez, Diego Costa. You're, you're kind of alright. So yeah, I'd go with Simeone. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I don't think I could pick the third. I'll be honest with you. Ollie, yeah. Ollie, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the Euros that have uh, just surpassed us. Fucking supposed to come home. Yeah, well, well. Euro 20 stroke 21, whatever you want to call it. Um, let's, start, let's start off with this booing national anthems you know England England fans oh man this this was this was horrendous I mean it just takes away the beauty of what is international football I think I don't know man for me when I watch international football it's like it's a vibe innit it doesn't matter what two teams are playing you hear the national anthems pop off there's a certain buzz in the air Mm. and I feel like England fans ruin that bro this is the thing right so let's say it was, I don't know, England beat Poland. Yeah. And they're, and they're booing Poland. But they'll go Poland for a holiday. They'll be like, oh yeah, I love Poland, this and that. So why are you going to boo their anthem for? Yeah. I'm not it's racist, like, my wife's Polish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, I don't know, man. It's just foolish. It's disrespectful. And that's why we have such a bad reputation. Oh, this is it. Someone said, this is why nobody can stand English fans. England upholding their reputation. And someone made a little point saying, if every other nation behaved the way England did towards England themselves, would that change their mindset? No. I feel like if they started doing it to England, then it would just ruin that aspect of international football completely. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's stupid. I don't even know why they started doing it. Um, probably out of, yeah, it's, it's all better, bruv. It's all better. But no, it's just a dick move, man. It's ridiculous. You know, let, let, let's be honest, and for any England fans out there who have booed or are in agreement with the fans who were booing, if any other nation started booing, you know, God save the Queen, I would... Oh, Karen would be having fits, mate. Yeah, you know, Ofcom. Yeah, get the football off the TV, they're booing the national anthem. Oh, bloody George would be having a fucking riot. <laughs> yeah, Julie. But no, it's true though, isn't it? It's like, let's be honest, brother. If the tables were turned, I think there will be an uproar of, nah, that that that's not on. You know, cancel it. Just do something about it. There will be complaints going over to like all sorts of football organisations, the FA, the FIFA's, and what have you, and the bloody blahs. And yeah, man, it's just it's mashed up, bruv. It's mm. mashed up. So if you're doing it, fucking stop. Moving on. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I promise you I've not got COVID, I just got a really dry throat. Um England, they lost to Italy in the finals on pens. Um let's talk about this. Three black players missed the penalties. Okay, I don't care that they were black. They could have been white, yellow, orange. I don't care, right? But the the problem I had <coughs> Okay, yeah. let's, we're going to talk about the racism in a second. The problem I had was <coughs> Southgate yeah. is such a mediocre manager. He's yeah. not even mediocre, bro. He's he's. I like to call him a bottle job. 
Yeah, he's just... Okay, what has he done? He relegated Middlesbrough. <laughs> he did nothing with the England under 21 and he naturally got a promotion for some reason. He did okay for a bit and they extended him out. Yeah. Now, who was it? Saka, Rashford and Sancho, right? Yeah. So Saka, bless him, he done all right, you know, in the other games. Oh, mate, I think he was outstanding. He done all right. But he came on as a sub in this game, if I remember right. He just looked a bag of nerves. It was a final, bro. The kid, yeah. You've got to remember, how old was the kid? He's like about 19. 18, 19, yeah, something yeah. like that. So he's come on and he's just, he didn't play good in the final. He looked a bag of nerves. Okay, cool, fine. Occasion got to. Sac- uh, Rashford and Sancho. They were brought on in the last few minutes of the game, bro. Had no feel for the game. Bro, you know me, I could have been professional in it for that, or me and that, innit? I could have, I could have, you know, but even I know that if you're coming on for a penalty shootout for yeah. a major tournament, you need more than one minute to warm up. Yeah, I don't care if you're, you know, Lionel Messi. Yeah, yeah, you need at least five minutes to get running around, get feel for the ball, etc. etc. So hit a ball as well. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely. probably their first kick. In I think for Rashford it was. I think for Rashford it was. His so first kick of the ball, man. First of all, Rashford's run up was ridiculous. Just run up and hit the ball. Yeah. yeah Sancho. Soft one. Sancho's was an easy save. And then the, the, the thing that got me, yeah. You had Grealish. You had Luke Shaw. You had uh, someone else. But this, this was a trend, though. I mean, if you notice, in most of the penalty shootouts. The likes of your strikers and midfielders, the people who expected a striker ball, were not stepping off the pens. Yeah. Majority were defenders. Harry, King Harry, Maguire, Harry Maguire took a penalty. Bro, when he stepped up, I was like, oh, fuck, he's going to miss. But he <laughs> took the best penalty. His penalty was absolutely <laughs> quality, bro. I think he literally just leathered it, put his foot through it and hoped for the best. Yeah. It turned out, do you know what I mean? But do you know what? Above it all, you say all of that. When it was match point and he was telling Saka to take the last one, Someone should have put his arm around and said, no, man. Yeah, just allow I'm it. I'm not going to let this happen. Just allow it. Do you know what I mean? Allow it. That's yeah. why, again, being someone would call me biased, but Henderson came on and went off um, in favour of Rashford or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he was on the pitch, 100%, I he think he would have taken off. a ball off. Yeah. I'm not saying he would have scored. But he would have taken it. But, and if he missed, he would have taken that. And it would have been okay for him because he's 30, you know, he's coming in towards the end of his career now. Yeah, yeah. But Saka, I just felt sorry for him, man. You, you could see from the look on his face, man. You know, this, the same thing happened in the previous game when France were in the penalty shootout situation. Mm. And Mbappe stepped up to the ball. And I specifically remember I was sitting there with Ibi and uh, Bax in the hotel room. We were watching this game. And he stepped up and I said, he's going to miss. Mm. You could, you know when you can just tell that he's going to miss, bruv? You could see it in Saka's face, bro. It just wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, it just wasn't gonna and happen. And he's never right. taken a penalty for Arsenal, man. Like, it was just a poor choice he, to have him there. He had a great tournament yeah. up until that game. Yeah, I think he was outstanding for the England squad. He was doing bits, bro. And I was like, is this the same Saka that played for Arsenal? Yeah, like it's like watching Pogba play for France and United. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad. Um, I think that was again. Why do managers say? Who wants to take a penalty? I think a manager should A say, manager should make you, that decision. You, you, you. Yeah, yeah, pin that responsibility. That way you're in the mindset that fucking, yeah, all right, cool, man, I have to do this. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't work out, then yeah, it doesn't work out. But I think as a manager, you have to take that. Yeah. You have to take that shit. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's like now, what's essentially happened off the back of that is the racial abuse that these three gentlemen got. Mm. It was 
Mate, fuck is BLM. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's um. So it is a tweet that I caught off the back of um, the Euro finals, right? Mm. Um, different races were watching a shootout with different thoughts going through their mind. Yeah. Black people were saying, "Oh God, don't miss," and white people were saying, "Mate, you better not miss." Yeah. I think that just kind of speaks volumes within itself. Do you know what I mean? And I think the the black people saying, "Oh God, don't miss," is because they knew what was to come. Yeah. Yeah. straight after and it took all of 30 seconds yeah. before you sent me a screenshot of someone popping off on I think it was Sancho's page or yeah. the Sackers or something like that or another um, what was it about three weeks ago they were essentially you know sucking Saka off yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it was all about you know black person this and so, you know so and so that and whatever Um question that I asked was is the BLM movement in football still having the same impact as when it first started 83% of people said no it's not yeah. I mean it's taking the knee it's just like the norm now it's just like teams walking out at the start of the game shaking, shaking hands, hands yeah. it's just part of the pre-match routine now really it's not they need to do something else I don't you see this is the thing I don't think it's raising awareness I don't think it ever did um, someone said that still don't get how taking the knee is making a difference people continue to do as they please but yeah I fully agree with that man mm. I think for even players on the pitch they could take the knee but could be a closet racist yeah it means nothing to them do you get what I'm trying to say something everyone's doing so I better do it yeah exactly um, someone goes that in football yes outside not a chance um, evidently in football is making no difference um you know, the backlash of the Euro finals, man. I don't think it made a difference at all, bruv. What's that? Taking the knee, you know, this no. BLM drive. Um, someone goes, it's just a reminder, I guess. It's, it's just another fad. It's like um, gay footballers as well. It's the same thing. It's like, we're all about this LGBTQ plus thing, right? Mm. But still, there's homophobic abuse at football games and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's this BLM, there's LGBTQ+, but what's happening as a result of it? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Nothing. Nothing's changing. And I don't know. I don't know how you change that, to be honest. Um, I like um, BT Sport, I said. I had a campaign going or something. Yeah. Um, around... Hope, hope, hope United or something. Uh, and they're kind of like plastering it there and stuff. Um, I think social media need to step up. Yeah. I think they did a poor job. They, um, everyone who signs up to these social media platforms yeah. as a bot or whatever and just drops a comment and gets off, yeah. you should not be able to sign up to social media without, you know, we have NI numbers. Yeah, yeah, I think. Passport numbers, yeah, something. Definitely, man. To say that this yeah, guy, they say they are. this is who they are and this is what they've said. Yep, yep. Um, otherwise, what's the point? You can take them down or, and, and do all of that, but the damage is already done. Yeah, yeah. But then I suppose on the flip side of that is how much of our lives are they going to control? You know, by us giving away our details and yeah. lots of. Are people going to be willing to do that? Imagine yeah. Facebook. I mean, let's be honest, Facebook's got everything they need to know on you anyway. Yeah. But, um, I mean, if, if the likes of Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Blast said, okay, going forward, you need to send us a copy of your passport along with a second proof of ID and all of this stuff to say yeah. who you are before we can open your account. 
That's true. I mean, you're opening a social media. It's not bank account. You get, mm-hmm. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? Um, but I fully agree with you. I think the aspect of putting in comments and stuff is so easily accessible. Yeah. So easily doable. And before it's been noticed or made notice of, damage has been done. You know? Mm-hmm. And it almost seems online, particularly in a social, social uh, media setting, it's very much so... Um, one will lead the other on. Yeah. You know, you'll get someone uh, comment something and then these people who will never say it in real life and never say it to you in person mm-hmm. come out of nowhere, drop a few lines, whatever, leave it on for an hour or two and then delete it. How many times have we seen tweets come out? Yeah. And caption underneath the tweet, um, like, you know, the screenshot of the tweet is previously now been deleted off Twitter or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, it's mad. It's mad. I think this... Uh, whole racial aspect also falls into something that I feel needs to be touched on um, something that I've sort of seen or not seen rather um, ever in my lifetime anyway is Asian footballers man Mm. Um, now obviously I bring this up because we be from the Asian community Um, we've played with players from all different parts of the Asian community we're talking Indians, Pakistanis, Bangladeshi, you know, um, what have you. And you've never seen any of them step into a professional spotlight. You've got to think, where did all these players, these great players, where did they start from? Just in their school playground, right? Yeah. So you're telling me that there wasn't one Asian player that was as good as them? Yeah. I think it's at the uh, grassroots level. Uh, so when they get serious, like, you know, 14, 15, 16, the people who are in charge at that level are, I don't want to call them racist, I don't know what the word is, but it's like, John will get ahead of Mohammed. Yeah. Even if they're the same calibre of player, John will get ahead of Mohammed. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it happen myself. Um, over the years, I've played with some great, great players mm. from all different backgrounds, all different races, religions, and what have you, right? and some of the greatest players that I've played with, in my eyes anyway, and this is me somewhat in awe of what they're capable of compared to myself, Mm. but some, it's just you can tell they're naturally gifted as footballers. Mm. And they've been from an Asian background, you know. Um, Some have even pursued that footballing career, only to get stunted at any particular given stage for various number of different reasons, but it seems the majority of them falls down to institutional racism yeah. or family, the Asian culture. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, so one of the questions I put out there was, why don't we see many of these Asian football uh, football players? Um, so a lot of them were referring to sort of like racism. Um, racism still exists, they're never, they're never given a chance. Institutional racism. Um, racism and family don't put us in early, which equals less opportunity and trust me on the racism one so potentially this person might even be talking from experience yeah um uh, where is it gone um because parents beat them and make them doctors i think that's (laughs) 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 what i think that's quite a stereotype that is but um i think you know throughout the years that culture of Asians are only doctors and lawyers. I think we've moved on from that. All, all of us now work in fucking IT. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, but 
I think it is that Asian culture where I think old school Asian mentality we're talking about, generations gone who came from back home, set up life here, they didn't see football as a career path. Mm-hmm. They saw it as a pastime, a hobby, a, oh, you're going to the park to play football. How are you going to make money out of that? You know, um, the time and dedication someone put, Asian parents simply don't get it with kids being away from home for like long periods of time. Yeah. But they do it now. They at now in this day and age, bruv, if I had, you know, a little boy, a little girl, whatever, yeah. and they wanted to go and play football professionally and I could see that they're getting somewhere with it, yeah. i.e. they get scouted and then they go for like, you know, trials, they make it through the trials, they go to X, Y, and Z and then they go, you know, if the club was to then at that point turns around and goes, Listen, they are doing great and we want to take them on. Mm. Mate, go I'll be there. Yeah. yeah, do it, man. I'll, I'll be there for definite. But but that person, they, they, they are they are right. So my uncle um, manages a kids team. Yeah. Like uh, what are they? Uh, under tens or something. Right. So he says that at, an, at a home game, the you know Asian Asian parents come, but at an away game, so when you got to go to Leicester Shire. Yeah, outside of lower of these places, yeah, like a half hour drive, whatever. It's just the coach and the kids. Mm. But you see on the opposite side, and I'm gonna say it, it's like predominantly white teams. <coughs> All the parents are there. Yeah. Cheering them on, this and that. Some of their players are shit. I've been a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bless them, yeah. yeah. Some of them are whack, but their parents are there encouraging them and yeah. everything, and that's the difference. Our parents, sorry, not our parents speaking, but our Asian parents are just like, Oh, that's two hours babysitting for me. Yeah, yeah. And I chuck my football and that's it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, whereas other parents are just like, yeah, encouraging them this and that. They could be something. Mm. I just don't think we have it. But I'm with you. Like, my daughter wants to be, you know, the next, uh, what's her name? Karen Smith? <laughs> Kerry Karen. Smith? Yeah. That Arsenal awesome player. Yeah, yeah. Was. We better know I'm doing that so I can retire early. But anyway, yeah, go, go, go meet me that pee in it. I don't want to work in IT. Ah, it's mad. But no, it is true, man. It is true. I think that support element has to come from the parents. Mm-hmm. It has to come from the culture. Um, you you got to remember that way back when it wasn't just your parents parenting you. There was a lot of input from external factors. Mm-hmm. Your uncles would you know, judgment for saying, oh yeah, my son's going to do a trial at whatever local club. Mm-hmm. Uncle would then turn around and be like, oh, why is he going for a trial for? Where is he going to get with a trial? Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they, they're not as liberal as, as as the more modern parents are, but also the institutional racism one. Like, I had it once, yeah, so we're not going to name the team, but in Leicester, so we were playing and the first team came to see our team. I think we were like the reserves team or like a you know, yeah. not 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 the first team basically. So for some reason, that like, I was one of the best players there, but I wasn't picked. Right. But who were picked? Three white kids. Yeah. And I never understood that until I was older. Yeah. yeah. And then you see um, and you hear things about other kids. So I've seen so many, even in Leicester, where they go try out for you know Leicester City, actual yeah, yeah. Leicester City. Yeah. And it's like not many people, not many Asian kids are in the academy, but the talent is there. Yeah, yeah. So that goes back to the point that that level, I don't know if it's direct racism, like I don't want that Asian person to play here, yep. or it's just like, no, Asian people don't belong here. 
okay so let's let's try and look at this from a different perspective maybe a little bit controversial could it possibly be something that we are completely oblivious and unaware of whereby the team that are scouting have been through this process of trying to recruit Asian players and historically it has been a matter of these they pull these players in, they do the trials, they you know waste all this time, effort, energy on these players and getting them off the thing. They're prepared to take them on into the academy, but then it's the parents who turns around and say no. Yeah. And now we've gotten to a point where their teams themselves are just feeling like it's a waste of time yeah. and resources and effort trying to recruit these players because they think that parents and culture are just gonna go the other way with it. That is true because they're thinking that these parents they want to see that they want the now benefit but yeah. they don't know the benefit will come two three four years down the line exactly as long as you just stick with them through this process yeah so uh yeah I, that's a good that's a good point of view to be honest yeah whereas whereas other people and it's not about whites versus asians i'm just saying if it was a white family it would be like yeah all right then yeah we'll go with it kind of thing yeah. if you think my son's good i'm gonna give it a go i'll bring them every week we'll yeah, go yeah. to away games we'll pay our subs etc asian parents won't do that yeah you know what wheel it back a few years go watch bend it like beckham yes that's exactly. a, i think that's a very good example ironically get yeah, like jesse of, <laughs> of um asians in football man yeah i think it is very much like that uh, a lot a lot of the young lads that i used to play with all of the trials and stuff they went for was all behind their parents back and mm-hmm. at them times there us man were gassing it going yeah bruv you go man you go be a superstar and that you know what i mean but in reality when it comes to signing them contracts and that mm-hmm. <laughs> you can explain that to your parents bro yeah, yeah you know what i mean um i think the racism side of things it i think it very much does exist mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not gonna take that away for a second but well, i think you've made a good point there yeah those scouts thinking Asian families are a waste of time yeah. and they would they would be right in thinking so yeah yeah definitely man um, that's just I don't know it's just a thought it, it might be controversial it could be absolutely wrong and it might just be outright as people have mentioned institutional racism just within that um, aspect of the game um, but it would be great man just one day that bro it would save me so much money if I could just buy a shirt that says Patel on the back <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now, man's having to pay for that printing, even that I get MP put on the back, which is a hell of a lot cheaper than Patel. Why do you think I only got one digit on the back, bro? <laughs> <laughs> because, hey, man, I can't afford them two digits out here, man. You people are flossing. So, how many Asian players are in the Premier League? All I can pick up is Hamza Chelsea. Yeah, same. And again, he's a Leicester boy. That's 20 teams, with an average of 25 players in a squad. Yeah, that's maths. That's like 500 players, bro. Like <laughs> like one, one Asian player. One Asian player. That is mental. Yeah, it is. There is surely is. more Asian talent there that is Premier League standard. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely. And it's weird because it's like when you watch some of these Premier League players, you think, yeah, but... You ain't even all that. You ain't great, man. I, yeah. I'm thinking... Oh, I'm thinking I could take you yeah, on, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll do better than that in defence. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Harry Maguire. <laughs> Listen, man, he scored a great penalty, all right? <laughs> right, um, speaking of, you know, inclusion in football, uh, you touched on it very briefly about the mixed gender stuff. Uh, very recently in the Olympics, we had a 
transgender who took part in the women's weightlifting at the Olympics, which was very controversial within itself. Me personally, I find it ridiculous. Mm. You know, it, it just takes away all the competition. Um, I think uh, uh, there was another article of a long distance runner or a sprinter or something like that consistently lost every single race as a man yeah. over the course of about six years yeah so he decided to become a woman and he won a gold medal sick but this the way lifter david win did they i don't think so but again it's like they took part in it and i, I genuinely think there should be their own transgender uh, category, category. Yeah. yeah yeah it makes sense man i mean it, Obviously, I think that will offend some people because they're trying to say, this no, he's a woman now. Yeah, yeah. But you can't take away science. Yeah, genetics, man. Yeah. You know he, what I mean? I'm sure he still has man bits as well, so that's just not fair. All right, look, so here's, here's my question. So I'll put out there, can you ever see mixed gender football becoming the mainstream or the norm? Um, we now have women commentators and pundits. Um, I think they're doing great. Shout out Rachel Scott. Yeah. Um... I think, I think they are actually doing great though, innit? They are. Like, that today's Liverpool match, the yeah. host, well, I forgot her name, the host was a woman, and Karen Carney was on the yeah. um, uh, panel. Yeah, and I feel like as long as they are knowledgeable, mm-hmm. as long as they actually know the game and they're not just there for the sake of being there, then I don't see any difference between Gary Lineker and so and so. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Um, gender equality and involvement. Nah, th- this is. This way it gets a little bit techy, right? And it's like you said. I think the offence comes with that whole identification aspect of it. A man becoming a woman, a woman becoming a man. Should they, shouldn't they, whatever, whatever. Now, I'll put my hands up and I'll say, women players are great. Mm-hmm. I've seen many out there who could, you know, run circles around me. Mm-hmm. But if we are going to put a lineup of 11 women against 11 men on the pitch Ooh. there's going to be a massive massive difference in the quality of football the style of football the physicality the mentality you know anything that you put towards it do you get what I'm trying to say mm. there's going to be a complete difference between yeah. a woman and a man well I saw this video yeah you know Zaha Wilfred yeah yeah so he ripped up the whole Crystal Palace women's team by himself. He literally went on a run, shut on them all, <laughs> rounded the keeper, put her on her ass, and scored. So imagine that in an 11, 11v11 game. Yeah, it'll be like about 500 nil. Yeah. Like, forget that. Um, soccer aid. Not soccer aid, but something similar to soccer aid. There was a celebrity match, right? <coughs> and there was, I think, two or three women. Oh, yes. Along with the men. Yes, yeah. And sorry, man, but the women, the men were running past the women. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like women's football doesn't generate as enough money, yeah. interest, etc. Yeah. Um, and it's just a physicality thing. It's just science, man. Like, I know there's this whole about identification and this and that, and that's another debate. But at the end of the day, you just got to put the facts what it is. Men are physically stronger. Yeah. Um, so in that aspect. I don't know, man. I just think it's like you said. It's not going to be the same. Eleven men versus eleven women. Eleven men will shit on them. Yeah. So. But um, well, okay. So if we're talking transgender, mixed gender, whatever, whatever. Again, if 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 it's to happen, make it its own category. Yeah. Don't like you know my my viewpoint on this is 
And I can see this happening, bruv, that somewhere along the line, there's going to be a woman who believes that she's a man. Yeah. She's going to get the, the whole transgender thing going. And by all means, she's well within her rights, or at that point, his rights to do that. But then to try and come into the prem and play alongside the likes of, you know, your Van Dykes and your Harry Maguire's and your what have you's, yeah. couldn't get eaten alive. Yeah, if they ever do that, I don't want to hear any excuses. It's like, you know what you signed up to. Yeah, but again, I don't think that should be happening in the first place for that exact reason. Mm. That. But then it's all about this inclusion piece, isn't it? They're like, you're not including us. You have to make your own um, sort of space or yeah. own league for us. And then that opens up a whole kind of world. I, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a tough one, but um, I like it how it is, to be honest. Yeah, yeah not definitely, one. Definitely. Uh, again, it's like... I think the game goes if that sort of stuff gets... Yeah, definitely. I think football's finished if that happens. No disrespect to anyone, but it's just the way things are. Can you imagine if Ronaldo wakes up one day and says, oh, I feel like a woman, mm. goes over to play football, mate, he would be breaking records every single second of his life. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He will be mad. Cemented as the best player ever in both categories. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah, that, I think that would determine him as the greatest player of all time. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> Someone we know would be really happy. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's spunky as <laughs> Oh my days, unbelievable. Hair yeah, gel. <laughs> um, Alright, let's talk about the World Cup, man. We've got the World Cup next year. Um, England, you know, was was a big talking point in the Euros. You mentioned to me before we hit the record button in today's pod that um, this Euros was supposed to be it. This was it. This was. If they won this Euros, I would be more confident about the World Cup. But they have sponked their hands. Now, one thing you got to remember is that England had, in my eyes, quite an easy route to the final. Yeah. They had. What was it? Four home games back to back. Three home games back to back. Yeah. Quarters, semis, and the final. The the quarters were away. The quarters were the only away game they played. Oh, okay. So it might have been around the sixteen that was at home. Went away, came back home, and home again. Um, There was just not a better chance for it to happen. I fully, I fully, wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, And now in the World Cup, you got all those (coughs) Europe teams, and then you add on the rest of the world. Brazil. Argentina, Chile, Colombia, fuck. Uruguay. Uruguay, Uruguay, yes. The list goes on. um, And it becomes so much more harder. The World Cup in itself is... Oh, man, it's just mad. It's it's such a vibe. If you think about all the best teams, I would say the top eight, let's say quarterfinals are Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, Colombia, France, Spain, Italy. Okay, sorry, Portugal. Portugal. And, and England, yeah, so that's more than eight teams. Yeah. England are at the bottom of that pile. Right. So they aren't they are not beating any of those teams. Yeah. If they played France, Spain, Portugal, um, in the Euro they would have lost. Yeah, I agree. So it's just not gonna happen for England. I agree. I mean, right, so let, let let's be completely honest. Um, I'm not the biggest England supporter in the world. Mm. Um, in fact I don't support England at all. Might surprise some of you guys listening to the pod, but it is what it is. By the way, I, yeah, this prick supported every single team that played. <laughs> every single... Bro, you got a Ukraine shirt. I didn't get no shirt, bro. Don't laugh. 
Right, so here's what it is, right? Let me let me justify this because a lot of people might be questioning, and I know that some people in the past have questioned this. Why is it, Emps, that you don't like England? I'll tell you what it is. Just give me one second. Sip of water. Right? Oh, gosh. Right, man's kind of a bit of a tangent here, you know. One's going to go around. Going chip on Bugsy. Going to chip on Bugsy one. Right, so true talk. Many, 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 many years ago, MP has always at heart first and foremost been a portugal supporter because that's where i was born you know it's it's just one of them things it's in my blood in it and my second team used to be england now there was a point in time where i would support england just as much as any other english supporter with my absolute heart on the sleeve right and it got to a point where i kind of stopped and i thought you know what man supporting england bruv and he's hyping himself up and I'm giving myself this self-belief that yeah, they're gonna do it, they're gonna win, they're gonna do it. And I thought, they're getting knocked out consistently, nowhere beyond, I think the furthest they ever made it was the semi-finals. In the World Cup. In the World Cup. Prior to this, Euro's just gone. And I was like, why is this happening? Why am I feeling these ways? Now I come to realize that the British media has a way of portraying their words, right? Mm-hmm. And they will have you believe that green is actually yellow. And you will start believing that. Until one day you unplug yourself from the matrix, right? And you see the world for what it really is, that England is actually just a massive, massive hype job. And they're just bottle jobs, bruv. And that is why I no longer support England because don't get me wrong, if they win, yeah, that is great. And I'm not gonna take away the achievement. I'm not gonna say that I was a fluke win or whatever because I feel like, in football, there's no such thing as a fluke win. If you're winning, you're winning. You know, taking the, uh, was it France and Portugal game, for example, mm-hmm. we dominated the vast majority of that game. And it was just an absolute world-class strike that knocked us out. It was only a 1-0 loss Portugal went out on. And you can't take that away from France, mm-hmm. right? They were destined to win, bro. That's just the nature of what it is. So if England was ever to win, I would never take it away and say, oh yeah, you man got lucky or such and such. I'll just be like, fucking yeah, all right, cool, man. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that I'm going to outright support them. And in all honesty, bruv, it's the English fans, in it? Yeah. The England fans. I cannot stand you fuckers, bruv. And I'll say it <laughs> openly, right? There's this certain arrogance about you, man, that you lot come around here. Ah, oh, it's coming, homie. It's got to fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Maybe Schmeichel is that. Uh, it hasn't come out now, has it? <laughs> <laughs> so what's coming out of it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Bro, it's like, you lot, men- mentally, it's like, you're you're blind to all the other teams, to all the other talent out there. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It, I feel like, very much so, for English fans, when a tournament starts, they've looked at all the other squads and gone, ah, nah, fuck it, man, well, we've got this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, bruv, just take a second to understand the quality of football worldwide. And you've got to remember that English football is very different to say Spanish football, German or Italian, Portuguese, Brazilian, Argentinian, what have you, what have you, what have you, right? And I feel that English footballing mindset just doesn't have the same flair as many other teams. Yeah, it's more rough and tough kind of thing. Yeah, very physical, very defensive, very counter-attacking football. you know, I feel like literally 70% of the time it's win it at the back, look for the long pass up yeah, top yeah. or play it out wide and you're whipping them in. Yeah. I feel like very much so with other teams, they will find the intricate passes, work it up the pitch, you know, in sections. 
you know. I, I Jogo Bonito? Yeah, Jogo Bonito, bro. And I feel like, yeah, it's one of them ones. Um, and this is why, guys, you know, sorry to go off on a long rant and that, but this is why I can't wholeheartedly support England anymore. And it's no disrespect to the team itself. I think the team has got absolute quality players in there. Um, I feel like, you know, there was a massive injustice in what had happened with the whole racial abuse and all of that stuff. It was not justified at all. I think for what it's worth, England had a great tournament. It's just the fans and the consistency of letting their fans down that just... Yeah. yeah. And that's the reason, right? Because they were all gassing up Sterling, Saka, all of these people in the, just the previous game. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah. monkey this, monkey that. It's yeah, like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. Like, I, I knew... Well, at the start of the year, I thought it's going to be um, <coughs> standard, scrape through the group stages, go out of the quarterfinals. But then, you know, it kind of happens, and then you're like, oh, well, <laughs> all right, quarterfinals. I feel, I feel like the way the groups sort yeah. of fell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's semi-finals now. All of that. And then by the final, I was all in, yeah? <laughs> so part of me was like, it's, it's got to happen now, yeah? But then another part of me was like, I hope it doesn't because country will just be unbearable because look at what happened in less than one week yeah just imagine that in every single fucking city oh, <laughs> this country would have been in absolute fucking pandemonium bro it would have been mad like, i would have had some stupid bollocks like a bank holiday like i would, I would enjoy a bank holiday <laughs> i was there for the bank holiday bro yeah but like what a stupid reason to have a bank holiday yeah yeah oh we won the euros we won the second most pre- prestigious um, international trophy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's mad. It's mad. Anyway, Southgate's a bottle job. Southgate is a bottle job, and he's an absolute moron for what he's done in the finals. Do you, you know, know what? England's attack is so good. It is so good. Sancho, Rashford, Saka, Kane, uh, Mount. Then, okay, not Mount. Right, let, let, let's, let's, let's touch on Kane for a second. Harry Kane, uh, England captain. Great striker. Out and up, but is he though? I don't think he's great, but he just gets the goals. I think he's very overrated. Overrated, yeah. Very, he's not very million where the city want to pay for him. No, nowhere near. But, but I think that's a lot to do with the money aspect in this day and age. English tax. Let's let's be realistic. A hundred million nowadays is like what 60, 70 mil would have been back in. Yeah. You know, going back a few years. I, I'm I'm totally with you, but it's like another one, yeah, which you'll probably shout me for. Zlatan. Ibra. I thought he was so overrated, but when you look at it, La Liga, Serie A, <laughs> um, Man United, he did, he did it with Man United, right? I don't know if he's done Bundesliga. Yeah. He's done AC Inter, he's done Barca, Real, I don't know if he's done Real. He's a proper traveller here. He's a proper traveller, but if you think about Journeyman. it, I don't think he was anything special, but he just got so many goals. I think Ibra is in his own lane period he's a thinks he's a god <laughs> okay so I feel like that's just part of his personality though isn't it he's you know the lion and all of that stuff yeah I feel like with Ira there's it suits him to be that way because you know that the quality is there I feel like he's very technically gifted I feel like he's um, he's got the flair you know you can see him do wonder strikes for days yeah what other player can you name me that decides to take a bicycle kick Almost at the halfway line and lob the keeper with it. Yeah. Like, th- just to have the bollocks to do that and not to look like a mug doing it either. Do you get what I'm trying to say? 
there's a couple of bits, but yeah, I think my point is that I don't think he's anything like amazing. Yeah. But same with Harry Kane, but he's consistently there, man. And for that reason, you've got to say he's great. But was he there at the Euros? I feel like he didn't goals, turn up. Three, four goals. Yeah, but again, it was the involvement in that. The, yeah, group I, stages he wasn't there. I feel like he was very much hiding in the shadows. I feel like Sterling was you yeah. know, overshadowing massively. Ca- carried him through the group stages. Um, the other thing is Southgate would have dropped him. Yeah. If you know your man's not playing well, you got to take him off. I don't care who it is. That goes to back again to just having that managerial yeah. sort of mindset. Is that I can't earn Harry Kane. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, who do you think is going to win the World Cup? I think France or Portugal. You see, Portugal are strong contenders. I feel I've put Portugal obviously for they got a great being, being biased, but I feel like yeah, right now we have got one of the strongest squads we've had in a very long time. If you think of, I think Ronaldo's going to be there. Yep. Then you're going to have Jao Felix. Jao Felix. Oh, he's a great. I feel like he's a young Ronaldo. Yeah. Jao Felix, man, he's quality. Bernardo Silva. Yeah. Got quite a few good midfielders. I don't know if Martinho and those guys are still in. I don't think Martinho's gonna play. Um, Renato, he's good. Renato Sanchez, great player. Ruben Diaz is Portuguese. Yep. Yep. Um, All of the Wolf squad. Yeah. <laughs> <Basically>, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? So yeah, I think they're good. They're um, they're definitely gonna be up there. But France, I just love France. Man. Mbappe, Griezmann, and Pogba. Right here behind that. Wow, Kante. Cheeky that, bit of Varane. Little Varane machine. Kimpembe just behind that too. Yeah. Yeah. But this is it, I feel like France have got a quality squad. Sorry, I'm just rattling. But, yeah, that's right, that's right. But this is it, you put other teams into the mix at the World Cup. Someone put Iran. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out the Iranian brother. Um, but you put other international teams, obviously we're looking at the Euros as just European teams. Um, Argentina have just won Copa America. Yeah. And I think personally Messi is currently in a mindset now where there's been a little shift in momentum again this whole Ronaldo Messi thing yeah um can you imagine the scenes Argentina versus Portugal oh my days oh my gosh I actually want it to happen wow I think that will set wow that would actually that would be the perfect end because I am pretty sure that this is the last international tournament that both players are going to be Can playing. Imagine in. the next day we both retire. <sighs> Mate. It'd be like that Rocky 2 ending, man. Oof. You know, Rocky and uh, what's his name, man? Apollo Creed. Yeah. It just ends on a. Yeah, just. just like, a, oh, shit, what happens? Oh, the cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah, just imagine it goes to penalties and they both say, nah, man, just fucking call it a day now. Yeah, shake hands. Shake hands. We'll like, share it. Like, like them guys who at the Olympics, they both yeah. took gold. Yeah. Just say, <laughs> yeah, fuck it, we'll get a second World Cup in here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> both, both teams will lift one. Um, but no, I think I feel like there has been a very slight shift in momentum. I feel Ronaldo's always been battling because Messi is so naturally gifted yeah. and that's what makes Ronaldo great is that he's not a quitter. And I feel like right now, Argentina won Copa America. Messi's moved on from Barca to PSG. He's got a point to prove there that he can do it with another club. And I feel like the World Cup for him now is just going to be that little, you know, the cherry on top of a very, very large cake. Yeah, it's a point you made that we forgot. Messi's naturally gifted. I don't think Ronaldo was. But Ronaldo was worked down Ronaldo hard. Ronaldo worked very hard, man. The amount of stories you've read about him in training. Oh, first one in, last one out. Yeah. I think 15 hours a day, six hours in the gym. Yeah. 
very strict diet. I mean, mate, that physique. Yeah. At 35, 36, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> What we wouldn't do for that physique, bro. That was as good as me, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, it's true, man. It's true. I think Messi, you can very much tell that he's just naturally. Yeah. You know, it flows for him. He just, it's in his veins, isn't it? Yeah. Ronaldo, it's not to take away that he hasn't got talent. Evidently, he very much has. It's um, he's had to work for it. Mm-hmm. He's had to come out of the messy shadow and make his own lane, and you know. But you look at where Ronaldo is now, man. He's got his own brand, mm-hmm. sponsored by God knows who, God knows where. Mm-hmm. The amount of adverts he gets roped into internationally, mm-hmm. you know, there's been some ridiculous um, adverts I've seen over in Japan sides. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that advert, um, Shloopy, something like that. Yeah. I think commercially he's much bigger than Messi but um, <coughs> he's very marketable yeah I'm sure he's the most followed person on Instagram isn't he? something like that bruv but he's got the looks mm-hmm. you know he's a, he's a outright he's a model within himself bruv he's yeah. basically like a model playing football mm-hmm. who just happens to be really 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 good at it um, but yeah I think Argentina are potentially contenders you know for the next World Cup but Portugal man it's, uh, I've got to go with Portugal bruv Gotta happen. Have to. I have to. I have to. Not England. Yeah, anyone, <laughs> but England. anyone but England. Right. Last question. My last question. Um, all time starting eleven. Ooh. Man, man, we could have been here for flipping years trying to just get this list to be perfect. But in all honesty, I think it's. Down to a matter of opinion. Well then, Cara and Phil, uh, Cara and Gary Neville, let's do this. <laughs> Cara and Gary Neville. Should we run off some of the other teams or should we just go head to head first? Head to head. Head to head. Okay, starting in goal, I said Peter Schmeichel. I also said Peter Schmeichel. Honourable mentions? Honourable mentions, we've got uh, quite a lot. So, honourable mentions in terms of goalkeepers. Um, we had Petr Cech, uh, Manuel Neuer. Oh, Neuer, yeah. yeah, I think he's a great keeper. Yeah. Uh, Dida, yes, Prime Dida. Yeah. I think quality. David De Gea. Okay, yeah. I think okay. So my my frustrations with De Gea as a United fan is the consistency. I feel like almost similarly to Sterling, I mm. almost feel like he's passing that prime. Yeah, yeah. And you can very much tell he's a great shot stopper. Penalties is not his forte, and he makes some very silly mistakes. Yeah, he was really good, but Dula were really shit. So like when Moyes took over, yes, yeah, he, he was he great. Kept he, he was carrying us. Yeah, he was carrying us along with the lights of like who, who did we have? Van Persie at one point. I think he Van was, was after, before that. Before right? that. Yeah. Um, I'm talking. There was a point where you like to get shot on, but the hair was that much, guy because the hair yeah. was just on fire. Yeah. Um, David Seaman. I feel he was greatest. Nah, not not in the greatest team. Good goalkeeper, greatest, or even one of the greats. Mm-hmm. I think he had maybe one or two absolutely outstanding seasons. Other than that, it was very much so. I don't. I just remember him getting lobbed by Ronaldinho. Oh, quality. Uh, Victor Valdez. In his day, yeah. Pr- prime and Casper uh, Schmeichel which was a bit of a 
greatest of all time. I, I, you see, I'm seeing shades of his dad in the way that he goal keeps, and I'm absolutely loving it. I'm so there for it. Yeah, it's probably because he plays for Leicester. If he played for United or something, maybe. It's just yeah. the profile you get for playing for a big club. I suppose, I suppose. But I think that he's quality. Casper Schmeichel, I had him in my fantasy league. Um, I've had him in my fantasy league for about three, yeah, three years running, man. Clean sheets, shot stopper, penalties. He's got mm-hmm. the works, man. He's yeah. got the works. You've seen his performance at the Euros as well. He was quality. Yeah. Um, not in the greatest category, though. I've said that. Sure. <laughs> I think it's just an honourable mention. <laughs> uh, right back. Danny <coughs> Alves. You put Danny Alves. The most successful player in terms of trophies ever. At this current moment in time. Even ahead of Messi. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, there's some facts for you. Um, I went with Sergio Ramos. At right back. At right back. He's got. He's um, been right back at Real Madrid for as long as I can remember. Is he not centre off? No, he, I'm pretty sure he plays at right back. Well, he might play, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just think he's great, man. He's a prick, but he's good. He's, he's good at what he does. Ruthless. He's fucking. He's not scared of. Jumping in, he he'll happily break his legs as long as that ball is being stopped. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Remember what he did to Salah? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that, bro. <laughs> okay. Bro, he's going down. He's like, let me just dislocate your shoulder. Yeah, let me jump. But, but. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shoulders. Oh, sick. best player in the world. No, we've got that. Ballon d'Or. We'll see about that, mate. Um, nah, no, no. I, I, think, I think he's quality. Right back has to be Daniel. Sorry. Centre half, maybe. You see, centre half, I've got. The likes of Puyol and Vidic. I think I picked Puyol and I picked Maldini. Maldini. Oh, come on. Oh, Maldini. 2005 Champions League final when we uh, won. Just putting it out there. But <laughs> that's when I really took notice of him. Yeah. And I was like, because he, he was actually a left back. Yeah. But um, sometimes he could play centre back. But he was. Out of, at that time, there was Maldini, Nesta, Cannavaro. Oh, that was a great difference. I think Maldini was the best of the three. Yeah. Nesta is an honourable mention. Yeah. I think Cannavaro's in there as well. Um, let's run off some of these defenders as honourable mentions. Just give you one second. So what we got? We got uh, Puyol that we've agreed on, yeah? Yeah, Puyol. I think Puyol's just an excellent player. He was so good. Just, bruv, is, you know, for me, he was just that commander, in it. Yeah, you know what epitomised it for me? What, I can't remember who it was, but they were doing some weird, funky celebration. And he just told him, hurry the fuck up, get, 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 get on with the game. Yeah. Get on with the game. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Honourable mentions. Uh, Marcelo. Mm. Um, I think he's great. We've not done left back yet. No, we haven't. Uh, I'm just going for oh, all, yeah. all the defenders. All the defenders have got on this list, yeah. Uh, Marcelo, Thiago Silva. Thiago Silva is the greatest scale. Nah, I think he's... Uh, I think he's a new age footballer. Yeah, he's coming. In, to in what I've seen, anyway. Um, he's a good player, but I don't know if he's the greatest. Yeah. In the greatest um, category. Uh, who else did we have? Oh, by the way, this is people we've seen, right? Like, obviously yeah. There's a lot. A lot. If, yeah. If we, if we go back, way back when, I'm talking about players that we've grown up watching. Our era. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now you're gonna fully disagree with this, Gary Neville. Fuck Gary Neville. I know you're trying to be Gary Neville right now. <laughs> as, a, as a right back, I think he was a great right back. <laughs> I, I don't know why you're laughing, bro. Like, right back, so you, why, are you, why are you laughing, bro? 
Gary Devil. <laughs> are you laughing? Gary Devil in the greatest category. <laughs> are you laughing, bro? <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Are you telling me Gary Neville is in the same category as Danny Alves, Sergio Ramos, Cafu, Philip Lam? Listen, man, I think Gary Neville is an outstanding right back. Alright, listen, we're going to leave this here, yeah? As your own man, Roy Keane said, or Carragher said, no one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville. <laughs> <laughs> laughing though bro <laughs> uh, John Terry bro fuck John Terry I hated him JT on an English scale and a Premier League scale but I don't know about greatest scale I, got, I just never liked him man um, I think he was another hype job Vidic though he was a great Premier League player but he would walk into any of those teams Real Madrid oh, Barcelona Vidic, Vidic AC was Milan, awesome. yeah I've got Vidic as um, one of my centre backs um, who did you pick? Maldini. That's it. That's it, yeah. Uh, left back, I think we was in agreement here with uh, Roberto Carlos. I can't see anyone else. I mean, either one. Left back, it's like Jordi Alba has been consistent for Barcelona, I would say. But Carlos is Carlos. Would you say Roberto Carlos is the best left back of all time? I mean, let's just go through some of the other honourable mentions in this list and you tell me. Uh, we had the likes of uh, Nesta, PK, Taram, Philip Lam. Lam could have gone in there. Um, like Rio Ferdinand, Marcel Desailly. Mm-hmm. So, some honourable mentions there, but as the best left back of all time. It's got to be him, innit? It's got to be Roberto Carlos, man. It's got to be that left Just foot. Just the calves. Carbs, bro. I'm scared just looking at it. <laughs> it's mad. Did you know what I really liked? John Arnavisa. He was a Liverpool player, yeah. It's going to be biased, but he was just so good. That was a good time. <laughs> Reminiscing, isn't it? <laughs> right, let's go. Um, I think we're unanimous on this one in the midfield. In the midfield? Did we pick the same players, though? Um, <coughs> so. <coughs> On the right wing, who did you put that? I on? went for three in midfield, if I remember right. He was on a four-four-two basis, but I don't think I told you that because you, right? Just for listeners, on on the Insta, I said on a four-four-two formation. Mm. Yasin made his team maybe about three minutes before hitting record. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't think he was familiar with. I can put one of my uh, wingers back into midfield. Right. So on the right wing, I've gone with Messi. Team. So I've got to drop one of my people actually. No, I don't actually. So I'm actually going to put Messi on right wing now as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, should we do wingers first? Yeah. And on the left side, I've now got to put Ronaldinho there. Oh, you're putting Ronaldinho there? Yeah. I've coming, put coming off the left. Cristiano Ronaldo there. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. That's gonna so who's in the middle of the park? So in the middle of the park, I've got Zidane and Ronaldinho. I think I had Xavi and Ronaldinho. Uh, yes, but you've moved Ronaldinho. Sorry, Xavi and uh, Zidane. Xavi and Zidane, that's right, yeah. So Xavi to hold it, pink it about. Yeah. Zidane to just do bits. You see, Zidane is... Ronaldinho, for me, is that guy to do bits. And Zidane is that... Do you know what I mean? He's, he's got that flair in him as well, but... Yeah, some, some of the runs that I saw Zidane go on, I was like, jeez! Oh, unbelievable, man. But can you imagine that midfield? Just Messi, Zidane, Ronaldinho and Ronaldo. Wow. Yeah, that's why I put Ronaldo in front. <laughs> up front. I'm just thinking, has, Ronaldinho has to be in there. 
Yeah. Bro, I'll put it like centre back if I have to. Yeah. But I'm just thinking like if I if I wanted to play this team, yeah. my thought process would be Messi coming off the right, Ronaldo from the left, Xavi pinging it about, Zidane just like Zidane mate, just do what you want mate. It's that floater, just, just do it, just work do it. Whatever you just want, work mate. It. Um which means top. that you've got both Ronaldos up top. Yep. And I have got the Brazilian Ronaldo and Mbappe. <laughs> and you're laughing again. You're laughing, but I'll explain to you why I've chosen Mbappe, right? So, <clears throat> my justification for this is purely because of I feel he's got so much to give, and with a team like that behind him, he can work off of that pace. You've got to remember how quick the guy is. He is somewhat of a clinical finisher. He can ping a shot, he can, you know, get a crossing. Good on a ball, good on the head. He's not proven enough. He, he's not proven enough, but I feel like he's there, man. He's not in the greatest category. Listen, man, this is an all-time starting you 11. Say someone who's come in the last two years gets ahead of people like... Sorry, I'm just looking at Honourable mentions. mentions. Go on, then. So, <laughs> Pele, Maradona. Now, the, the two of them, I didn't really see them play, so yeah. I don't really say much. Um, Shearer, Suarez, Rooney, Drogba, Van Nistelrooy, Aguero, Ibrahimovic, Lewandowski... Uh, Dennis Bergkamp, Van Persie, Raul, you see, oh, Raul, man, he was such Raul a great player. Um, some others were good, dropping into sort of midfield territory now. The uh, majority of those I would have ahead of Mbappe. Really? Mm. Who would you take in place of Mbappe? Well, mine were, mine were the two Ronaldos, but out of that list, yeah. Thierry. Henri, you see, I've got Henri as a sub. Now, yeah. I, d- I didn't do subs in my Instagram post, but I've Put, I think between the two of us we put some subs here yeah. um, so my five subs I've put Van der Sar mm. Pepe Figo Iniesta and Henri Pepe ahead of Nesta Cannavaro I think Pepe is company. just Pepe is reckless as shit but he's an absolute beast he, yeah, he's, he dives too much man. yeah but he's, he's Portuguese and they would expect <laughs> <laughs> ah bolo um, who have you put as your five? You, yeah, the Pe- Petr Cech. I love Petr Cech. Uh, when he came on the scene with Czech Republic and then he, Chelsea bought him. Yeah. And even after his um, In- head injury and that. He was so good. Yeah, 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 definitely, man. One of the greatest keepers of all times, without a doubt. Uh, Philip Lam. Yeah, first half. Uh, oh, one of your favourites, man, Alonso. Yeah, okay, cool. So the reason I put this guy, <laughs> this guy was a Rolls Royce of a player, innit? <laughs> and just look at what he did after Liverpool. Just a bit like Ronaldo, like his best years wasn't at Liverpool. He was at, at, you know, at Real Madrid and uh, I would say Real Madrid, then by Bayern he kind of went to retire. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was just a Rolls Royce of a player and the pass that he could ping out was just great. silky smooth, innit? Yeah. yeah. And I picked him ahead of Gerard Lampard's goals. That's how much I loved him. True. And then um, you bro, just sorry, just a random fact here. Yeah. We tried to get rid of Alonso for Gareth Barry. <laughs> Gareth Barry. <laughs> oh gosh, oh gosh. Um, <laughs> Gary Barry. You put a uh, Drogba and Suarez. Nah, oh, this is this is a little bit of a techie one because I absolutely hate Suarez. But don't you think he's a great player? No, I think he's a prick. Of <laughs> the highest calibre. Yep. He is. <laughs> he is. He is a I felt it. Fuck. When Liverpool played Barcelona, I was like, what a dickhead, man. I hate him. But I would have him back in a minute. I know. No chance. <laughs> no chance. You see, now, Ibi says he would take him at United. I'm like, 
Are you fucking out of your mind, mate? I would never. Clear, man. Even at his age, he's doing bits. Nope. He won it for Atletico. Like, Sorry, you know, you know what it is, right? The difference between a good player and a great player is not just about your ability to score a goal or, you know, whatever. It's the way you carry yourself as a person. You don't have to be the best technically gifted player, but I feel like, you know, if you carry yourself a certain way, it makes a huge difference, in it? For me, I feel like Suarez is just a prick. He's even got he a is. face like a, oh man, I yeah, genuinely, I just want to shit on his fucking face and then punch him. <laughs> yeah, I would put my I hands. I disagree, I don't, okay, yeah. players have egos, and it's just like, it doesn't take away from their footballing talent. And he does dumb shit like biting people and yeah, fucking. I know what was going on <laughs> <laughs> Not even once, bro. He's, he's done it about two, three times now. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's like, oh, my days, man. I just say that season he had with Liverpool, where he nearly won the title, single handedly. And then he just did MSN with Messi and Suarez, uh, sorry, Neymar. Yeah. Uh, and then just what he did with Atletico that season. Yeah. Did you know he went on a free to Atletico? Yeah. That's mad, and he won him the flipping La Liga. <laughs> it's not. And Drogba, I fucking hated him. He was such a good player. Drogba was very clinical, man. So very clinical. Man. Um, I feel like a prime Henri was. Oh yeah, was that? Him. Yeah, I've got him in my subs list. Um, he was just class as well, man. You know he when was silky as well. on his, on his day, he would just do shit, and he just made you go wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, let's look at some of the other teams that came through the through the channel. Oh, hold on, we're not done with Mbappe, fam. No. <laughs> I, t- I told you I wanted him in my team. Yeah, I told you yeah. I wanted him in my team, bro. Unproven guy. Okay, safe. He's won the World Cup and he did well in that. Good. But you're telling me Mbappe ahead of Henri Suarez as a uh, as a starting? Yes. Purely because of that burst of pace. Is that I said, bro? I don't need to justify this to you. I'm telling you that Mbappe is going in my squad. You know what I mean? R.I.P. to real talk. <laughs> R.I.P. to your face, bro. Big <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, Mbappe is going in my team, man. It's what it is, bro. Sure. You have a kid in your team. Mate, if that kid's doing bits, then yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, gosh. Bruv, you, don't, you don't see it being Project Henri, do you? It's Project Mbappe, you get me? Mbappe to Liverpool, yeah. Oh, fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking at some of the other squads that came through. Uh, Oliver Kahn in goal. That must have been an old person, man. Well, no, surprisingly, this was quite young, quite young. Um, Roberto Carlos, yeah. Ramos, mm. Cannavaro, yeah. Dani Alves, yeah. Messi, Ronaldinho, Iniesta, Kaka. A prime Ooh, Kaka yes. was amazing. Oh, when he destroyed Liverpool in the first half. When he half. destroyed United. Oh, yeah. Mate, <sighs> Champions League, wow, never forget it. Um, and then he's got the two Ronaldos up top. I think Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo as a striker would... Oh man, he's fucking amazing. He just didn't have long enough. Yeah, I think, I think the injuries, the health issues, all of that stuff kind of let him down. But my God, man, what a player. I remember just loving watching to play. Got my words all shit there. <laughs> I used to love watching Brazil play. Yeah. Just Same. because of like the likes of, you know, Rivaldo, mm-hmm. Roberto Carlos, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho. Um, who else was in that team? Well, Kaka, I think was, Kaka was in that team as well. Mate, they had some wicked players there, innit? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ronaldo, I think Ronaldo, the Brazilian Ronaldo, one of the best strikers of all time. Yeah. Without a shadow, man. Yeah. Without a shadow. Um, looking at another team here, Casillas. 
Roberto Carlos, um, Fidic, Maldini, Cafu. There's another player, Cafu. Do you remember when Cafu done that little madness yeah. against Turkey? Yeah. Oh, God. That was good. He was good. Better than Danny Alves, I'm just trying to think. Because I remember when I was picking my team, I was like, Cafu or Danny Alves? But I think I caught Cafu at the back end of his career. I think what what was the difference maker for me is, um, like I said, that madness against, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Turkey, when he was taking a corner and um, went to pass the ball, hit his leg, made that like he's hit his face. That was Rivaldo. Oh, was that Rivaldo? It was Rivaldo. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I was thinking that one way he just did like bare kick ups and kick ups, kick ups to go down the line. Cafu done that. Yeah, I'm sure that was it. I can't even remember, man. But so regardless, I just remember the few games I did see of him. He was just up and down, up and down. Kafu was great, man. Had legs on him. Engine for days. Um, rest of the team here. Iniesta. Skulls. I think Skulls gets an honourable mention, man. Honourable mention, yeah, but I don't know if I put him in there. Um, division. Division, man. This is the thing, yeah. We're going to kick off this Gerard Lampard Skulls debate. Oh, fuck's sake. Now, I, feel, I feel like, yeah, yeah, got plenty, bro. I've got plenty. This guy's all for... <laughs> We'll make it two hours in it, let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is the thing about the Gerard Lampard scores the bit. I think it's Gerard or scores. I think Lampard was just slap- I don't see Lampard in that. He took, just took penalties, man, for me. Yeah. Um, and he had a great team around him. That's when Chelsea really had Abramovich come in and yeah, they brought their players. Dominating. Um, Skulls, again, I would say had a good team around him. The only reason I picked Gerard above him is because Gerard has never had a good team around him. And everything that Liverpool did from 03 to 10 was maybe. all based around Gerard. Yeah. Skulls was good, but also, and I don't, I don't think this is a strong argument, but it was always Gerard and Lampard and not Skulls for England. That said something to me as well. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you see, for me, I feel like Skulls was never the loudest, flashiest, yeah. you know, what have you, player. I feel he just was there to do a job, and that's the job that he did to a T. You know, he, mate, if you're talking wonder strikes, I've seen Gerard, you know, very famously strike some balls from yards out of it. Yeah. But Skulls has done that plenty. Yeah. Scored screaming for Bants in it, the volleys just being able to pick out corners from 30, 40 yards away and just ping them top bins. Yeah. Consistently. We're talking the passes, the crosses, the long balls, the through balls, you know. Everything at one point was running through skulls at the middle of the park. Yeah, he's 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 under the radar as well, like Kante. Yeah. yeah. Um Busquets. Xavier and Iniesta got the plaudits but Busquets was the guy that yeah. let them do what they did yeah yeah he made he makes that team tick man if you think mm. about it he went into retirement they called him back out of retirement yeah. won the league and then he went back into retirement <laughs> bro difference right, maker I'll, I'll win you one more alright <laughs> and then I'm gone <laughs> literally that literally that but um, yeah Skulls I think definitely gets an honourable mention in the uh, starting 11 Zidane Ronaldo mm-hmm. Messi and this one this one pissed me off right David Beckham, bro. <laughs> that was a woman and they fancied him. Ah, right. David Beckham, for me, is the original football celebrity. Yeah. Right? The first of his kind where, yeah. for whatever reason, he blew up, bro. He kicked that whole celebrity bit off. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how, I don't know why, but it just happened the way it did. Fun fact for you, Beckham's from Leighton, so. Yeah, I knew that. 
grow up in Leighton, so. Well, he's from Peckham. I think he was, no, he was born in Leighton, so. I know that's yeah. definite. Which cross hospital? Round the corner. So you're basically related? Yeah, pretty much, man. <laughs> pretty much. Might have even had a shit on the same toilet, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but Beckham, as a footballer, as opposed to a celebrity, I mean, Beckham's built his own brand. Um, yeah. Even though I, I've not seen much of it as of late. Mm. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure he was the face of like police and all of that stuff at one point. But um, as a footballer, me and Ivy were having this chat the other day. Um, I don't think he had much pace on him. No. He just had a wicked delivery. De- but that delivery. Yeah, great. That, that peg on him, bro. Whip it, you could punt it, he could do whatever, and it was landing at your feet. I think he was a perfect example of English media hype. Yes, yes, I very much agree. And um, quite similarly to the whole Ronaldo situation, he got he got sent off where all of England turned against him. Um, in the, in that England game where he got the red card, mm-hmm. and he had to come back from that. And I think that's what changed him as a player. Mm-hmm. You know, went on to be England captain and lots of. Um, Great player, don't think he's starting 11 quality. All times, no way. Uh, moving on to the next team. Who have we got? Buffon? Yeah, good shout. Yeah. Uh, Van Dyke? No. As a defender? Okay, you all know that I'm a massive local fan, but no, he's not in the greatest category. <laughs> I think he's a great defender. Currently, uh, yeah. In the current generation of football, yes. No. But of all time, I think there's much better. No, no, bit of chat. Uh, yeah, Sam, Danny Alves, yeah. uh, Chiellini. Just Ooh. one, just one, one Euros. Really, at the right old age of what is he, thirty-five? Yeah, like he just reads the game so well. I definitely have him and his mate Benucci. Oh, Benucci is all class yeah. player. I think uh, with Chiellini, he's he's quite a character, isn't he? Mm. Um, you see the way he yanks Saka. <laughs> yeah, just get over here. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but even the way he bullied, what was it, man? Who was they taking pens against? Um, oh, man, I'm trying to recall what these flipping euros went like. Yeah, it's just end. before they started or something. Yeah, and he bullied him into picking a side and letting them go first and all of this malarkey. Yeah. You know? Just like, oh, bruv. Games and shit. Yeah, it's just mad. Um, where are we? Chavi. Skulls, Ronaldo, Giggs. Giggs. All time? All time. Oh man, Giggs was awesome. Premier League legend, absolutely. Oh, yeah. definitely, definitely. As a uh, winger, Giggs on the left. I think he was great, man, for United. But again, as all time, maybe if he proved himself in a few other, mm-hmm. a few other leagues, maybe. Yeah, I don't think he was a good player, nothing more. Yeah. Um, I think he was excellent, man. Made the team tick. And when he took over as a manager for a short while, I think we won a few games under him. Mm-hmm. And finally, they had Messi and Henri up top. Henry. Yeah, <laughs> Henry. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, it's alright, it's alright. It's alright. But, um, yeah, I think that nicely brings us to the end of this episode. I know it's been a been a bit of a long one, I almost... Two hours. Football talk, man. It happens. Football talk, man. We could have gone even further. Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. But um, for all the listeners out there, if there is any other players you can think of, any other starting eleven lineup, 
you know, just uh, drop me a message on Instagram and uh, we'll get some debates going. But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's mad. It's mad though, isn't it? Because football, I think unanimously, is the most watched sport in the world. Yeah. Um, I think it's everyone's favourite pastime, whether you're playing football, watching football or what have you. Um, it's just one of them, man. Well, how did you pick Mbappe, bro? <laughs> Bruh. Get over there, <laughs> Yo, for, for the listeners, right, would you put Mbappe in your starting eleven based on the points that I've made here in it? So like, you know. The key words being an all-time great eleven. Yes, all man. Time. The all-time starting eleven, bro. You must have put me in there then. Fuck it, yeah, not with your fucking ankles, bro. <laughs> oh sorry, that's that's the wrong guy, man. Wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit, them things man, oh shit. Cold. Ah, cold. Ah <laughs> oh, shit man, but no, this has been a good episode man, I've enjoyed it, I hope you guys have enjoyed it as well. Now um, for all the fellas out there, ladies as well, and transgender people, you know, inclusion and in that, you get me bro, man does this, you know, we're, we're here for everyone. Um, if you do want to get involved in fantasy football, uh, Real Talk has got its own little mini league going on. If you do want the code, it will be in the description of this episode. You can also find details of it on my Instagram page. And if you just want to go ahead and add it, the code is 0QFYRI. Once again, that's 0QFYRI. So um, hit that up, join the league, and um, we'll see how we do this season, man. Um, other than that, it's been myself, MP. If you do want to get back at me with any feedback or whatever for the episode, you know what to do, man. Go to that Instagram at mp.realtalk. It's been my boy Yazin with the Football Talk Match of the Day. <laughs> ah, copyright, bruv. We make our own theme tune. That's probably so different to what I started. I can't even remember. <laughs> but um, you know what to do, people, man. If you want to chat to me, come chat to me on Instagram. Other than that, stay blessed.